Hello and welcome, Stand Up World, episode twelve. And um, I've been down for a couple weeks because of the holidays. So, and I know that dozens of you missed the twelfth episode coming out, but it's out now, and here we are. And uh, I'm glad to be here. I hope everyone had a great holiday. I really do. Great Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year's is coming up. It's a good time. And uh, I was able to hang with my wife, the hostage, who, uh, for those of you who don't know, my wife is the hostage because I have a joke that she identifies as a hostage. And I just like to call her the hostage because I just got a feeling deep down inside she wants to call 911 all the time. But I've been married 38 years, as I think I've told people that have watched the show regularly. And one of the reasons that we have a successful marriage, just as a tip to people that are newly married or in relationships, is in 38 years, I've only been right once. She's always right. And uh, about 17 years ago, she thought for a minute I was right about something. And then she changed her mind and realized I was wrong. And that's the only time my wife has ever been wrong in 38 years. And I'm okay with it. I got to tell you, I'm not even saying it as a joke, you know. Uh, she's better at life than I am. She's better. She's better at handling the world than I am. I'm just, you know, when we met, she worked at a bank. She was the operations manager at the bank where the comedy store wrote their checks. And I was a comedian, you know, and she'd come home after a long day of working in the bank, you know, dealing with closing accounts and opening accounts and companies that had merged together and, She'd tell me a little bit about it and she'd be like, how was your day, Mike? And I'd be like, uh, I came up with a new duck sound today that I think might be funny. You know, instead of a fart sound, I've got a duck sound I'm going to try. And she would just look at me like, okay, that's, that's what I bought into. But yeah, she's always right. And, you know, there's I, I, I met an old guy in AA once. Although I'm not supposed to say that I'm in AA. I'm in I'm in a recovery group that rhymes with AA. Yay, yay. But he told me, he said, if you want to be happy in your marriage, realize you can either be happy or right. You know, you can be miserable or mixing it up. You can be right and then apologizing all the time. Oh, yeah, no, 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 you're right, you're right. No, okay, listen. No, don't stop crying. You were wrong. Yes, just it's okay. I'll fix it. You can be that guy or you can just be the happy, dumb guy who's wrong all the time. And that's who I am. And I'm okay with that. We went out for a, a nice uh, Christmas dinner at a friend's house the other night. And my wife, my wife, when my when I when we get ready to go out, my wife will go into that bathroom and disappear. She'll come out. She'll, I'll, I'll be banging on the door. I'll finally open the door. 
and it's like I lost a decade of my life. Like what possibly could have happened in there that you forgot space and time, but she just disappears. But, and she'll come out and she has this like weird memory about everything she ever wore. So she comes out the other night, we're going to go to this Christmas party and she's wearing this, these vintage clothes. She goes, does this outfit look familiar to you? I said, no, where did I wear this outfit? I don't know where it doesn't look familiar to you. And to the point where I'm like, do I need a lawyer? Do I need a lawyer? I said, no, I wore this to my cousin, Julie's daughter, Amy's wedding. And my other cousin, Cindy had a, the exact same dress only with red stitching. You don't remember that? I said, honestly, honey, I'm not even sure I was alive in 1994, okay? Are you sure? Are you, can you tell me for a fact that I was alive that year? Because I don't remember anything of it. So, yeah, fine. I mean, you, do you remember when I wore this thing in, in 1987 at, at your, your nephew's bar mitzvah? I don't I don't remember when I how I got this shirt that I'm wearing on me today. All right. But she's a good gal. I'm lucky to have her. She's a phone passer. That's my biggest problem with my wife lately. Oh, my whole life, my whole our whole marriage. She's a phone passer. I will walk through the kitchen no matter what I'm doing, who she's talking to, her sister-in-law, her mother, her Cousin and just, oh, Mike just walked in. Let me have him. He wants to say hi. It's like, no, 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 I don't. Inez, Mike, Mike wants to say hi. Tell him, tell him about your kidney problem. Yeah, yeah. And tell him the story, the funny story about your cat running away. The whole story. Yeah, tell him the whole story. No, no. It's like, no matter what I'm doing, I could come in with a gash in my arm, blood squirting out. Oh, Mike just came in. He's got a severe wound in his arm, but he wants to say hi real quick. Hold on. Ask him where we buy our pumpkins. She's a, a phone passer. It just, I don't know what it is about her. Anybody is on the phone with anybody that comes in the room, gets the phone pass to her because she thinks everybody needs to say hi to everybody all the time. I can be on the phone with my wife or I'll call my wife and she'll click in. She'll go, you're on the phone with Debbie and Julie. Okay, wh why? Hi, Debbie. I, I just, why? Why am I on the phone with Debbie and Julie? I don't know Debbie and Julie. Oh, actually, I do know Debbie and Julie. I don't like either of them. But that's my wife. God bless her. She loves everybody, and she thinks everybody wants to talk to everybody else. All right. If you're still with me after this gabathon about my lovely wife, Diane, the hostage, we will move into, I did a piece last week on a comedian I really like, Brad Upton, who is on Dry Bar Comedy, but he's, he just has a great story. So it's up on standupworld.com. Read about him a little bit. And here's a little piece of his standup that I like. If you saw my last special, I made fun of millennials. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah, it, uh, it was quite popular. <laughs> 
Do we have anybody here tonight under the age of 30? Any 20 somethings? That's still the dumbest group of humans I've ever met in my life. You're not dumb academically, I'll get to that, but you are soft emotionally, I can tell you that. <laughs> the reason I say that, when I was growing up, our parents let us play in the street, climb trees, and blow stuff up. And you know what happened if you got hurt or maimed? You got a new name. <laughs> I had two friends I grew up with, Amer and Niner. When Amer was six, he was in the garage with his big brothers blowing stuff up. He lost his right eye. It was closed the rest of his life. He looked like he was aiming a gun. That's how he got the name Amer. <laughs> He was the aimer. Everybody called him aimer. <laughs> I did not know his name was not aimer. <laughs> Till the first day of third grade, the teacher said, Ross Thomas. We all went, Ross Thomas, who? <laughs> aimer is your name, Ross? <laughs> we started laughing. That sounded funnier to us than aimer did. <laughs> And Amer says to the teacher, no, my name's Amer. My mom is the only one that calls me Ross. And she goes, well, Amer, how'd you get that name? He goes, <laughs> Do you imagine now a kid even pretending to point a gun at a teacher? <laughs> There'd be a lockdown. There'd be a helicopter above the school. My friend Niner in the fourth grade, there were four of us. We were all out in the woods together. We were all climbing trees. We were all up about 15 feet, and he fell. And on the way down, he was trying to grab branches. And by the time he hit the ground, he'd lost most of his ring finger. And uh, <laughs> every time I tell this story, I still picture it. It's 55 years ago. It still makes me laugh. Because <laughs> he got up, and he's dusting himself off. He's going, I'm bleeding somewhere. I'm bleeding. I'm <laughs> I'm cut, I'm cut, I don't know what. <laughs> and my other friend says, look at your hand. And he, he screamed and he ran home. And we all climbed down and followed him, but none of us thought to look for his finger. <laughs> about four days later, he's back in class. His hand's all heavily bandaged up. We're learning about decimal points for the first time in our life. <laughs> He raises his hand. He says, I have 9.2 fingers. <laughs> Called him Niner for the rest of his life. Yeah, Brad Upton. I think he's a really talented guy. And he's and that's a great story. He's a great show business story. He was around for so long. And he's doing so well now. I'm, I'm really happy for this guy. And another person, comedian, comic, that I really love. This guy's probably probably my favorite of the new comedians, Mark Normand. And uh, I, I have a piece up on the site right now, which is from a chapter from my book, Stand Up World, that you get free if you go to standupworld.com and sign up for our newsletter. You can download the book free, and it's several essays that I've written about the art and craft of stand-up comedy. But I rejiggered the original chapter on Mark now, because Mark's getting really big now. And uh, here's here's a little thing from his special on YouTube. I don't know. Like, ladies, you know when you go out to dinner with a guy, you're like, just because you bought me dinner doesn't mean I owe you sex. And that's true. But just because you let me have sex with you doesn't mean I owe my morning. <laughs> right? It's the same exact transaction. Equality. That's why it's weird women go, we're just as horny as men. Yeah, maybe. We have a lot more requirements, ladies. Quite a checklist. You're like the Goldilocks of dick. This guy's too short. This guy's too dumb. This guy's just right. Guys, we'll fuck the porridge. 
And I'm not saying one is better or worse, just different. We, I go to the doctor, he's like, what happened? I was like, it was too hot. <laughs> but look, I get it, you know, it's got to be uh, tough to be a lady. I feel like uh, women are getting screwed in the orgasm department. I feel like men are having way more orgasms than women, and that sucks. People talk about the wage gap. The orgasm gap is out of control. You gals are getting 77 cents to the boner. Like, if a woman had to have an orgasm to get pregnant, there'd be, like, two people here. And you get nothing for your orgasm, ladies. Like, if a guy has an orgasm, go and get pregnant. Carry a baby for nine months. Deliver the baby, then breastfeed the baby. And all the guy had to do is this. And he tried really hard not to do that. It's a horrible setup of the woman. The guy has all the fun. The girl has all the work. That'd be like if I ate a whole chocolate cake and the girl gained weight. Then she went to the gym and I got buff. <laughs> gotta be tough. Plus, women, constantly judged by your looks. That's gotta be exhausting. Constantly judged by your looks. But you all know how to look good. You all look great. That's how women figured out to take the selfie up here. That was all you ladies. You know where your good sight lines are. I think that's why women like tall guys. Just some guy looking at you from your best angle 100% of the time all day long. That's why you don't hook up with short guys. Just some guy like, geez, look at the triple chin on this broad. Holy hell. <laughs> yeah, you like a tall man, ladies, and that's okay. It's how you're wired. You're all a bunch of height supremacists. Yeah. <laughs> that was always the first question back on the dating apps. You over six feet? You over six feet? You over six feet? I felt bad after a while. I felt like I had to come up with something. I was like, well, no, but if it helps, I'm still growing as a person. <laughs> Eventually, I got annoyed. One girl was like, how much do you weigh? She was like, whoa, that's body shaming. It's hard for me to lose weight. <laughs> it's even harder for me to gain height. <laughs> yeah, I love Mark Norman. I just really do. I, I just, if you ever have a chance to go see this guy live, he slings more jokes in a minute. Both him and Brad Upton, that's something they both have in common. They're just throwing the jokes constantly, like a Sebastian, you know, which, or uh, Steve Byrne. I, I I like jokes being tossed, you know? I, I like to laugh. But uh, Mark Norman, he also follow him on Twitter, and he's got a Patreon site that is definitely worth signing up and get, paying the monthly fee and supporting this guy and because the free stuff is really great. also want to talk about Foundation Cigars, my sponsor, my buddy Nick Malilio. And uh, his cigars are the best. I just love them. I just love them. I'm not even going to bother holding them up today because I'll just show pictures of it. But I, it just, you know, everybody's talking about this Olmec cigar. Everyone I know that really loves great Nicaraguans or strong Cubans is smoking this Olmec right now. You can't even, at the Lone Wolf, the, the store I go to on, on Wilshire Boulevard, they can't even keep it in it's they're selling it so many of it it's just a great smoke so and uh as i said before if you see joe rogan talking about the joe rogan cigars those are nikki nikki made those so check it out and i also want to talk about john tobin presents the john tobin presents gang that back there in boston's been helping me out a lot with my instagram and with this and um, they have so many nightclubs and everything. So I'm going to let them now just give you a quick rundown on all the clubs they have. We all know there's nothing quite like seeing stand-up comedy live in person. John Tobin Presents is proud to bring the best talent in the game to our clubs in Boston, Detroit, Plano, and coming soon, Laugh Louisville. Coming this month, 
SNL's Michael Longfellow, Dulce Sloan, Bobcat Goldthwaite, Caitlin Palufo, Ralph Barbosa, Hans Kim, Lil Sasquatch, Ian Bag, and more. Visit JohnTobinPresents.com for tickets to a club near you. That's it, my friends. That's episode 12. Kind of short and sweet today, but I, I don't know. I think short and sweet is sometimes better than long drawn out. But we'll see. We'll see how this evolves. Have a great New Year's, great holiday. I'm at the Laugh Factory January 5th with Tim Allen. Uh, January 12th, I'm at Corrupted Comedy, which you can see uh, right there in Hollywood. Um, you can check my Instagram at the Mike Binder for that. And then January 16th through 22nd, I'm at the Tropicana in Las Vegas at the Laugh Factory. So that's it. I love you guys. Thanks for supporting me and for watching this and for the 8 billion people on the planet that aren't, you mean nothing to me. Thanks. Have a really great week. Okay. Bye.